What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles. We've got daily content up there on the website, so make sure that you go and check it out. And tonight on the show, we will talk about the Cowboys and them being linked to Jesse Bates via an article by CBS Sports in which they ranked the 10 most likely destinations for Jesse Bates if the Bengals do decide to trade the safety, a safety that has established himself as one of the best in the NFL. He's coming off a particular strong season in 2021, but the problem is he was franchise stacked. He has not signed it, and it didn't come to a long-term agreement before they got to the deadline. So the Cowboys, out of nowhere, get listed on a ranking by CBS Sports as the second candidate to land Jesse Bates on a trade. Now, let me be the first to say that I do not believe that it will happen just because we know how the Cowboys operate, but we will still get into this discussion and what and where the mindset might have been for who, for Cody, who wrote this article, uh, the author of the of the piece. But let me read to you what he had to say first and foremost, about the Cowboys being a trade destination for Jesse Bates. Now, the logic by the author goes something like this. Dallas already has two of the NFL's top defensive playmakers in Michael Parsons and Trevon Dix. Imagine if they use some of the uh, the $22.5 million in remaining cap space to make Bates part of the equation. Jaron Kears was a force in his 2021 breakout but he's locked just one full season as a starter in the NFL. Malik Hooker is just fine too, but he's yet to play a full season and isn't breaking the bank after re-signing. Jerry Jones loves a good splash, and this one would help reinforce their defense's title's aspiration, both in the short term and the long term. So that's the logic presented by Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports. We will break it down. Do not worry. Do not worry. We will break it down. Professor O says, Stephen, hey, Cincinnati. Remember when we cut Lyle and you got to sign him without any trade? You owe us. Says Professor, <laughs> Professor O. Hey, if that, is the, if that is the premise for this trade, then I can see it happening. I can definitely see it happening. Now, some context here once more. Jesse Bates did tell the Bengals that he will not report to training camp. He is not happy about not getting the long-term extension that he wanted, so he's holding out of training camp. And some people say that he might even hold out from playing in the regular season. Now, I am always skeptical about those possibilities because there's a lot of money to be made and not playing doesn't really look like a scenario for Jesse Bates, I would say. But does it make like, all right, forget about whether or not the Cowboys would do it for a moment here. Say that you like Jesse Bates, or maybe you don't, but say that you are in charge of the Dallas Cowboys, because Jeremy says, 
I would love to see it, but I just don't see it happening, which I believe is more or less how Cowboys fans feel in general. So my question for me to you is, what would you be able to give up for Jesse Bates? And Gilbert says all he can do is help us. What would you give up for safety, Jesse Bates? Because there's no doubt he is one of the top tier safeties in the league at this point. He is more than anything a free safety. And he could provide a, an upgrade for the Cowboys because safety is not really a need for the team. And I agree with Professor O because he's actually bringing this up right now on the, uh, um, the YouTube chat. I don't believe they would make this move because safety isn't a need. And I agree with that. It isn't. But it definitely would be, it definitely would be an upgrade over, and we'll talk about the safety room for the Cowboys over the guys that they have right now. Jesse Bates is a true free safety. He would open up plenty of possibilities for a Cowboys defense that likes to use some single high looks. I believe that Jesse Bates would fit right into what the Cowboys try to do. Professor O says, if I made a trade, I would give up a third round pick. Uh, let's see if someone else comes up with a possible compensation for Jesse Bates. Now, when it comes to players that want the immediate contract extension, I believe you can even, the value for Jesse Bates could end up being lower than we expected to be. Like you might even get Jesse Bates for a fourth rounder with the condition that you know, he will get a contract afterwards for it to make sense. I wouldn't rule out the value being as low as a fourth round pick, honestly, for Jesse Bates. I know, I know we always, and think about this consistently, we think that players are going to be more expensive in the trade market that they end up being consistently. There are some exceptions. Uh, Carson Wentz still getting top tier compensation for his, for his services, and that might not be very understandable, but we, we keep seeing some of these super players get traded for peanuts. Jeremy says two second round draft picks. Lumen says second round pick. I think that the most would be a third round pick for the Cowboys to even entertain the idea. And maybe that is optimistic even. Now, does Jesse Bates make sense for the Cowboys? Like if they were interested in him and they wanted to get him, how much of a, of a need is safety and how much of an upgrade would be Jeremy Bates? Because uh, Jeremy, excuse me, Jesse Bates. Because as things stand right now, these are your starting safeties. And that's right. I'm going to mention three safeties as the starters for this defense. Because remember... The Cowboys are going to want to play with three safeties on the on the field plenty of times. So you can say that one of these guys is depth, but at this stage, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like these three are going to be considered starters because the Cowboys are going to play a lot of what Dan Quinn calls big nickel with Jaron Kears playing closer to the line of scrimmage in the hybrid safety slash linebacker role that we have discussed. The Cowboys are pretty much replacing a linebacker with Jaron Kears and keeping five defensive backs on the field consistently with one of them being more of a safety type 
instead of a uh, cornerback type like it happens a lot with the traditional nickel packages, right? So you've got Donovan Wilson. You've got Malik Hooker, who is slated to be the, the free safety, while Donovan Wilson will likely be manning the strong safety role with Karen Keir, with Jaron Kears' role in there as well. Now, I am guessing Kears and Wilson will also alternate as a, a sort of strong safety, but the point is the Cowboys like Jaron Kears for his specific role. Now, Jesse Bates would be like, let's play the hypothetical game here and let's see that the Cowboys trade for for Jesse Bates. The guy that's impacted the most is Malik Hooker. And I agree with those who say that, you know, safety is in the need. I, I, I think this is one of the best seasons that we've seen for the Cowboys at safety, actually at least at this stage of the year. I don't remember feeling this comfortable about a safety room. But also, we might be guilty of some optimism here and guilty of a bullish stance on the Cowboys safety group because Malik Hooker played in only 38% of the snaps on defense last year. And he had 11 games in which he played less than 50%. And I get that we are not big-time fans of what Monte Casey was able to do for Dallas last season. He was inconsistent. He had some pretty amazing moments, but he also kind of disappeared at times. And it's good that the Cowboys didn't bring him back. But also, we kind of need to admit that the Cowboys are going to be hoping to replace their starting free safety. At least if you go by snap counts, Malik Hooker wasn't really your starting free safety last year. Now, we know the storyline for Malik. He was one of the top-tier safety talents coming out of college with Ohio State. Hasn't been able to remain healthy. Last year, he did. Uh, he got a late start, but he, he remained healthy throughout the season, which was a huge win for Malik Cooker. And now the Cowboys are hoping that with a healthy offseason, he will be able to come in and take over the free safety position. But I think, I guess that if you're Dallas and you like Jesse Bates, it shouldn't, uh, Malik Cooker is not enough to dissuade you from going after the, the Bengals' safety. That being said, I do not believe they will actually do this. I believe that if you look at the logic brought to the table by Cody Benjamin from CBS Sports, you can see the holes there. You can see that in the case of, of his comment on Jerry Jones at the end, Cody Benjamin writes, Jerry Jones loves a good splash. But lately, we're not sure if he does love a splash. And two, we don't know how much it's Jerry and how much it's Steven. So the logic for the Cowboys being ranked at number two as a potential trade destination for Jesse Bates really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But the one part that I will give to Cody Benjamin is the fact that he has a point regarding the Cowboys' safeties. 
Malik Hooker has had trouble remaining healthy throughout his career. And he was not really the starter for the Cowboys in 2021. And Jaron Kears has had a, a the one season. We've seen a lot of players hit and miss. Hopefully that isn't the case. I believe that we have reason to believe that that will not be the case because Kears was pretty consistent, one of the best playmakers for the Cowboys all of last year. But you can still see some of the points made by Cody Benjamin being valid. Jerry Jones making a splash, though, eh, sounds more like a thing of the past, if you ask me. Let's see some of your comments here in the show. Let's see some of your comments here. And by the way, my question for me to you guys right now is, we were looking at the safety group, and as we discussed the possibility of an upgrade, let me know your thoughts. Is the Cowboys safety room overrated or underrated? Let's see some of your comments here. It makes sense using Dallas' name for extra clout, says Bruce, which, def uh, which happens a lot in the offseason. Extreme Assassin says, Dallas loves the media and hype. Gilbert says, do not trade for him, offer him a one-year deal, and then we can see what he can do. I don't know if, if Gilbert means uh, Jesse Bates, but I'm guessing that's what you mean, Gilbert. Toxic Tom says, I'm tired of the we are good enough mentality. Bates adds a new dimension to this defense. Always try to get better. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do not disagree with Toxic Tom there. If we were not playing the prediction game, sure, I would love to see Jesse Bates on the Cowboys. I would love for them to, to get involved, to pick up the phone and see what it takes. Because as I said, most of the times these trades end up getting lower price tags than one would have assumed. And the time comes when the Shefty notification hits your phone and it's a, a team trading for the player that you liked for way lower than you would have expected. So if that happens and a team goes out there and trades for, for Jesse Bates only for a fourth rounder, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> Professor O says Cowboys safeties are underrated based on the ESPN and PFF lists. Gilbert says, yes, that's what he meant. King Element says extremely underrated. Three legit starting safeties on this team. I'll agree to that. I will agree to that, but I will say they do have some question marks. They do. Malik Hooker, what we talked about with his health and the fact that, that we have not seen him start for the Cowboys yet. And with Jaron Kears, the question mark of can he do it again? Lumen says, under, they looking good to me. Jeremy says, underrated. I like the undrafted free agent, Marquise Bell, who hopefully makes the roster. Another player that could fit into that Jaron Kears kind of role that we were talking about. But that's, Jeremy actually brings up a, a very good point on this conversation. We're talking about the starting tree here, but you got to like the depth. The depth is something that I am not really concerned about. You've got... Israel Mukwamu, who's versatile enough to, to fight for your roster spot, thanks to the fact that he can play nickel, he can play some free safety, some strong safety, cornerback. There's a lot he can do. You've got Marquis Bell, the undrafted free agent, who isn't guaranteed a roster spot either. 
And if you consider Donovan Wilson part of your depth, quote unquote, then you got to like that as well. Gilbert disagrees and he says the safeties are overrated. Shout out to Professor O that is sharing with us that Des Bryant followed him on Twitter, I would guess. That's amazing, Professor O. That's amazing. I, I can imagine that you got excited. Des Bryant, fun to watch. I do miss him playing for the Cowboys sometimes. Not as in bring him back. I know some Cowboys fans want him back, and that has never made a lot of sense to me. Uh, not even the the tight end ideas that you know float on on social media every once in a while with Des Bryant. Even now, even in, even in 2022, someone will float out such an idea. But when he was playing, that was one of the most exciting players that we've seen lately, honestly, with, with Des Bryant. And talking about, talking about exciting players and fun players to watch, Micah Parsons, after doing what he did as a rookie, winning the Defensive Rookie of the Year unanimously, getting five votes for Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie in the same season that TJ Watt tied the record for most sacks in a single season, a year in which Micah was able to play as an off-ball linebacker, as an edge rusher. He saw some snaps at safety, some snaps at the cornerback, and he just did insane things on the playing field. He still gets disrespected, and that has been a saga this offseason. Rankings disrespecting Michael Parsons, People wanting to wanting to take away from him because he played at two positions instead of admitting to the fact that the that him playing at such a high level those two positions is insane. The disrespect doesn't stop now, and the latest version of it comes from EA Sports Madden NFL because the Madden 23 ratings are out at least some of them, and you tell me. You tell me what you make out of these numbers. And I actually have a question lined up for you guys. Because, and shout out to Michael Gelkin. This is his tweet. He said, Parsons is rated an 88 overall in Madden 23. Apparently on principle for a second year player. Otherwise, no basis for him to be that low. His speed was lowered. The speed was lowered. For Micah Parsons, it was a 93 and it was a 90 and it is a 90, 91 now. Now, I'm not saying that 91 is necessarily disrespectful for Parsons' speed, although I believe it should be higher. But the fact that they lowered it is what makes it crazy to me. Now, what's more disrespectful for you from uh, by Madden? Parsons overall grade at 88 or the fact that they lowered the speed for Michael Parsons to 91. What do you believe is more disrespectful? His overall grade or the speed grade? What happened there? Extreme Assassin just says, LOL, with the laughing emojis. And honestly, that was my reaction when I saw this. This is just... 
Like, we didn't expect much from Madden. And still they managed to disappoint us. How did Micah get slower? Exactly, I don't get it. Honestly, my answer for this question would be his speed grade. If you ask, if you ask me what was more disrespectful, I will say that it was his speed grade. Jeremy says Parsons will be the best linebacker in Madden by midseason. Toxic Tom says paying $70 for Madden is disrespectful. It's a trash game. Gilbert says this year Michael Parsons will be the defensive player of the year. Professor O says he beat Tyreek Hill in the Pro Bowl skills competition. I don't care if Tyreek yacht. The results are what they are. Sure, sure. Juan Lermosillo says, honestly, who cares? Well, I will admit, I will admit that I kind of care. Like, I, I see these stories and I say, come on. Because sometimes you get, here's the thing. Sometimes you get national TV personalities on sports just bashing the Cowboys in order to generate some controversy and some debates and then get the interaction. We know that, right? We know who we are talking about. We're talking about the guy that hosts primetime on ADC Sports Dallas. I'm, I'm kidding. But really, we know what, what we are talking about here. But with Madden, you know, these guys are really trying to go out there and get their ratings right. They have their rating adjusters. They are trying to make best game for the fans. I mean, quote unquote, they're trying to do that. But then they go out there and get this so wrong with Micah. And I do believe that when a player becomes a star, even in, the, in year one of his career, I don't mind them getting some extra love from Madden because at the end of the day, it is a media game. And in, an example of what I'm talking about here is Tom Brady. Uh, some people will say Tom Brady is not the same as before. He shouldn't have a 98 in accuracy. But, you know, he is Tom Brady at the end of the day. And if he's a little bit, you know, overpowered on Madden, I don't mind just because he is Brady. I believe the same would go to Micah, honestly, just because of the way that he took over the NFL in year one and became one of the most fun and electric players to watch. But, yeah, Madden has always been inconsistent, as Jeremy says. Professor O says Madden didn't even have refs on the field for like 20 Maddens in a row. LOL. Now I will say, I will say, at least maybe that was because of technical issues, I would say, and engine issues. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on the show. Tomorrow night, we do have another prime time lined up for you. Wow, let me get the sound effect. Sometimes I forget to get the sound effect ready. But anyways, that will be it for me tonight. I will let you go on to the All-Star game. Bruce says, y'all say playing, you're still playing Madden. I am not. I collected every single Madden from, I believe, 2008 or, or Madden 08 all the way towards Madden 20. Or 21, which was the the one with Patrick Mahomes. Was it 20? That was the last one that I bought. That After that, I, I couldn't do it anymore. 
I said, you know what? It pains me to suspend this collection, but I wasn't even playing them anymore, honestly. And I stopped. Uh, thank you to your comments, uh, Extreme Assassin, Professor O, Lauren Michael. Thank you for your comments, Charlie and Evans on the show. I love it. I will see you tomorrow night. After that, we might take a brief vacation, but we will be back before training camp gets started. So I will I will let you know what the plan is tomorrow night. But in the meantime, I will see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central, here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way on ADC Sports Dallas. Uh, make sure you check out daily articles. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream and I will see you mañana. Thank you and goodbye.